0: everyone out there that has had a family member colleague friend coworker um, who have passed away uh, we recently like everybody knows by this point um, this past weekend we lost a great icon to professional wrestling uh, in New Jack and I would like to pay our respects with the 10 Bell salute. we uh-huh. I really do hope everybody had a great weekend even though we had the passing of new jack as a father i had an excellent excellent weekend excuse me apologize i was drinking some coffee here uh but to the colleagues the friends the fans of new jack my heart goes out to you uh, i'm sending positive vibes for everybody through this hard time i can understand how it goes uh, you either are a fan that you look up to him um as a superstar that you want to be a pro wrestling superstar Uh, no matter what the personal issues that he had he still was a human being he still was a professional wrestler first and foremost that we all knew before later on we found out about some personal things that um, you know you could probably say were questionable a little bit about new jack his name was jerome young he was born january 3rd of 1963 and unfortunately recently passed uh, on the 14th of May of 2021. Was an American professional wrestler. Better known as his ring name New Jack. He was best known for his time. In in extreme championship wrestling. I was always going to say ECW. Because that's always usually the first things. We just say the abbreviation. Uh, where he became notorious for his willingness. To take dangerous bumps. And his stiff hardcore wrestling style. Often taking high risks. Four times shooting on his opponents, including a 1996 mass transit incident. And we all know later on after watching Dark Side of the Ring that mass transit passed away later in life. Uh, Wasn't because of that incident. I mean, there was probably complications. But he is also known for being the only wrestler to have his entrance music be natural born. Killers by Ice Cube, and Dr. Dre, which we did find out that he never paid royalties, but that's because, like Paul Heyman said on his tribute on SmackDown Smack Talk, uh, he was a gangsta. He played that music throughout his matches in ECW. After ECW folded in 2001, Young spent the rest of his career wrestling on the independent circuit before his death recently on the 14th of May 2021. Now, here's some of his promotions that he was with in his career. Um, And this is mostly his earlier career up to his later career, which I did not know personally that he wrestled from 2016 to 2021. I knew that he did a, a couple shows this year. I just didn't know that he got back that early. But, he started his professional wrestling career in the United States Wrestling Association from '92 to '93, North Georgia Wrestling Alliance from '93 to '94, Smoky Mountain Wrestling '94 to '95, Stream Championship Wrestling from '95 to 2001, The Gangsters, in '95 to '97, The Gangster Naders, '97 to '98, Singles Competition from '99 to 2001. XPW and Independent Circuit 2001 to 2012. Total Non Staffed Action TNA Wrestling in 2003, 2004, and 2010. Returned to Professional Wrestling. Here I did not know that he returned to Professional Wrestling in 2016 and up until 2021. Now, his professional wrestling career, Young Train under Ray Candy and debuted in 1992 in Memphis, Tennessee-based United States Wrestling Association, the USWA, where he adopted the ring name New Jack. Inspired by the 1991 film in New Jack City, in June of 1993, he won his first championship, the USWA World Tag Team Championship, with his partner Homeboy defeating Simply Divine, and holding the titles for two weeks before losing it to CW Bergenstorm or Begstorm and Melvin Penrod, Jr. He remained with the company until the end of that summer. North Georgia Wrestling Association, like I said, in 1993-94, to 94, after leaving Memphis, New Jack moved to Atlanta, wrestled for the North Georgia Wrestling Alliance, and won the heavyweight championship early in 1984. He paired up with former WCW enhancement talent Mustafa Said, and I probably said that last name wrong, and I apologize, and former gangsters, the form that gangsters, well, I mean, New Jack was already a gangster, winning the NGWA Tag Team Championship in July of 1984, but quickly vacated them as they left the territory. Now, I did not realize Smoky Mountain Wrestling was really going that far up and it was still around. But, you know, we lived in the Midwest. We don't get to hear about a lot of that. At that time, in 1994, 95, we did have so-called the internet, but not to what we have today. So we weren't really uh, informed all over the country as we are now. New Jack earned his name working with Jim Cornette in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He formed a wrestling crew called The Gangstas. He toured the South and was normally squared up against Southern babyfaces, tag teams, and Rock and Roll Express. New Jack partnered, w- partner was Mustafa. EC, uh, ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling from 95 to 2001. The Gangsters was the main article for this. Uh, in June 95, the Gangsters joined Philadelphia-based Extreme Championship Wrestling ECW Promotion Debuting for the promotion as a villainous team by attacking the public enemy Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge. Man, I missed those guys in WCW. They were they were cool. Barbed wire, hoodies, and choke slams on June 17th, 1995. Gangsters made their ECW in-ring debut at Hardcore Heaven by competing against public enemy in a losing effort. The two teams engaged in a lengthy rivalry and traded wins against each other throughout the year, with the feud ending in a street fight at House Party, with Public Enemy winning. Public Enemy defeated ECW or departed from ECW after uh, the event, thus ending the rivalry at the Cyber Slam. Gangsters were scheduled to compete in a match against the Headhunters. But New Jack was imprisoned in Atlanta, and Mustafa was attacked by the Headhunters. Jack returned to ECW on March 8th at Big Ass Extreme Bash, rescued Mustafa from an assault by the Headhunters, resulting in gangsters turning into a fan favorite. And I'm not going to go into a little more detail. You can go and search that. Uh, but there were some incidents. Uh, interesting things in this description that I found online Uh, we couldn't talk about this though because it was mentioned on Dark Side of the Ring New Jack was involved in in, in the mass transit incident, incident on November 23rd of 1986 at Revere Massachusetts oh the gangsters was scheduled to face Devon Dudley and Axel Rotten which I actually did not know that uh Axel missed the show for reasons never made public. In 2005, Dr. Memory, Forever Hardcore, New Jack said that he thinks sometime, something happened with Axel's grandmother, which forced Axel to not make it. Rotten was replaced by Mass Transit, Eric Kulas. I would say Kulas was green to the gills. Uh, any untrained 17 year old who convinced Booker Paul Heyman that he was 21 had been trained by veteran Killer Kowalski. He did not know, Paul Heyman did not know that he was, from what we understand, was only 17, even though that he tried to portray himself as 21. And we all know how that incident went on and happened. Um, it sounds like singles competition, New Jack feuded with the Dudley Boys, continued in 1999 as he teamed up with Spike Dudley to lose to them At Guilty as charged, crossing the line 99, Jack brought out former Gangsters teammate Mustafa and competed against the Dudley Boys. But Mustafa turned on Jack by smashing a guitar over his head several or and revealing himself to be the mysterious benefactor of the Dudleys. I remember that. That was on TNN, if I am not mistaken. Uh, XPW and the Independent Circuit. Was in 2001 through 2012, which is interesting because I didn't know XPW lasted that long. Uh, he was, like like I said, with Total that Stop Action TNA uh, in 2003, 2004, and 2010. During 2003-2004, New Jack wrestled uh, events for TNA Wrestling. On April 2nd, 2003, NWA, TNA, New Jack, Perry Satin, and the Sandman defeated Christopher Daniels. And the Harris Brothers, which on the side note, then bringing up Christopher Daniels here. If you guys haven't seen, you should definitely look at the post on Twitter. The Young Bucks shared it. Frankie Kanzarian shared it. Let me take a drink here. Oh, I love that coffee. Uh, Mentioned and showed a picture of Daniels' eye after his... Match tag team match, which they ended up losing. SCU is no more against the Young Bucks. And let's just say this is an understatement Christopher Daniels' eye is jacked up, no pun intended. Anyway, let's get back to the reading on April 9th. NWATNA New Jack and the Sandman lost three way mat lost a three way match to the Harris Brothers on April 14th. NWATNA New Jack and the Sandman lost to. Brian Lee and slash he then teamed up with shark boy during a hard 10 tournament defeating Mike Sanders before losing in the finals to the Sandman on August 8th 2010 new Jack appeared TNA's ECW reunion show hardcore justice I remember that show they had a theme song, they had the way they did it. Man, that was epic. And I'm going to have to go back and watch that and do a review why I'm on the podcast because I recommend going to find that video of that event. TNA's ECW reunion hardcore justice was excellent. Uh where he and Mustafa assaulted Team 3D and Joey uh Gret- uh Gretter Gretner Gretner, my bad. Apologize. Uh, after a match New Jack wrestled for Money Mark Productions. He wrestled Brad Cash in Lewisburg, Tennessee. I want to say Kentucky. I don't know why I always I always do that. I always have Lewisburg and, and Kentucky connected for some reason. But it's Lewisburg, Tennessee on April 16th, 2016. And on June 11th in 2016, New Jack was set to face former UCW, UFCW star Phil Barnoni. Barnoni? Baroni. Whatever, Noni? Ha <laughs> In an unsanctioned match at a Pro Wrestling Syndicate event at Starland Ballroom in Sayreville, New Jersey. Might say these wrong. I apologize. You can at me at the Kodai Radio Network on Twitter or at Uncut Live on Twitter or the Uncut Live Show on Twitter. Excuse me. And that's where he had a match in October... New Jack appeared at Crushed 2 Wrestling event in Minneapolis, Minnesota, interfering a match between Eugene and Tommy Lee Curtis, which is interesting because I think that's Eugene, one of my close personal friends, uh, owner of Midwest All Pro Wrestling out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. His training school is in Harrisburg, South Dakota. And he, that might be him. I think that is him. I would not doubt it and there's only one Eugene, and everybody else is an impersonator. And that is the first form of flattery. Anyway, he ran out to with a garbage can, of course he did, full of weapons, and saved Eugene from a beatdown, and ended up doing a dive splash through a table to pin Tommy Lee Curtis, even though he was only interfering. It was billed as his last appearance in the Midwest, in January, Jack was eliminated in a battle royal by White Mike, but went on to defeat Mike in a singles match. In March, he teamed with fellow ECW alumni Sandban and Just Incredible in a winning effort at an ECW show and appeared in VIP Wrestling, defeating Masada. In his final match, Jack faced fellow ECW alum C.W. Anderson and Shane the Franchise Douglas before taking time off due to surgery. Now, we can go on and on about a lot of the other things in each promotion that he's been, but I just want to narrow it down real quick before I start talking about something else. Uh, The American Championship Wrestling, uh, the ACPW, he was a hardcore champion there one time. ECW Tag Team or World Tag Team Champion three times with Masada, Mustafa, Said. And Johnny and Karanis? I fuck it. I'm sorry. I Some of these names I can't pronounce. Sue me. Not really sue me. I'm just kidding. It's a form of expression. You can at me at the Coda iRadio Coda Network or the At The Uncut Live Show on Twitter. Be my guest. Uh, and s- the North Georgia Wrestling Association, the NGWA heavyweight champion one time, the NGWA... Tag Team Championships two-time with Festus and Mustafa. Let's see something here. Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the SMW Tag Team Champion one time with Mustafa. Uh, Universal Championship Wrestling, the UCW Hardcore Champion one time. The United States Wrestling Association, the USWA World Tag Team Championship was one time with Homeboy. Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranked... New Jack at 101 in the top 500 singles wrestlers in the PW 500 in 1997, ranked New Jack number 386 on the top 500 singles wrestlers of PWI years in 2003. That is crazy of those Akash accomplishments I'm, I'm stuttering because it's just like i get amazed by all of the accomplishments that he did in such and realistically it was a short period of time i mean what did he say that they he debuted let's go back here he debuted in like 93 or 92 i mean really look realistically that's not that long ago i mean it it is magnitude to 2002 is 10 that's just 20 years we're getting to i mean he was just shy of 20 years in the business i mean that's not too long ago and he did a lot he inspired a lot of professional wrestlers within the industry or sports entertainers if you like to call it sports entertainment um their own but anyway that is some of the information on New Jack. What's up, pro wrestling fans? This is your boy, DJ Barbecue with the Kodak Radio Network. interesting part because we want to go to wrestle mania backlash oh good golly miss molly it's it was an interesting ordeal I mean to be realistically okay so I didn't expect to have the match that was in the beginning, which was with Sheamus. Uh, I didn't expect him to come out and do a challenge, which Ricochet came out. Uh, Sheamus won, which was rightfully so, because, I mean, that was just a roundabout. Last minute, it seemed like to me, uh, my perception was a last minute um put together. It went as well as it could. Uh, There's a funny meme with uh, Ricochet's uh, mouth with his tongue sticking out looking like, What the? Which I think is pretty funny and pretty creative that they did. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) I apologize. Uh, Have a little bit of cough. Better drink some coffee. Speaking of coffee, if you do your research out there and you go Google search it and find all of uh, the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase's social media accounts, He has a new coffee out there. Ladies and gentlemen, the million-dollar cup of coffee is worth your time. And hopefully, if somebody hears that, that's associated with the million-dollar man, I would like to try your coffee. And I think I might go actually online to go buy one and try it out and do a review. Because this boy, barbecue, likes coffee. Now, I'm not going to really do a complete review and be all negative. I mean, tis their own. Everybody had their right to say what they want. Uh we had a great match between Bailey and the EST or the BEST of WWE. She performed very well. Um Bianca looked extremely extremely good or great this match. Um I could see from some of my friends that are in the business or were in the business that can actually Breakdown matches. She was pretty green to the gills in the beginning, but she has, to me, my personal opinion, has the it factor, and she did really well. Now, the other match that was really well is even though that it was a triple threat match with Braun, um, the almighty Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, I think that was a great match. That was one of those old-school, rough-and-tough. What did Steph put it out there? Big, strong, meaty men slapping big meaty meat or whatever it was. I don't know. Sorry. That's just what I read on, on Twitter during the thread, but I, I lost my, my, (laughs) I lost my shit. I started laughing my ass off at Steph's tweet. That was hilarious, but in all reality, that was an old school, big boy beat down match. I mean, they went for it. Trust me. Braun went for it. Drew went for it. The almighty one went for it. I mean, it was, it was pretty good match. Um, I got to say the triple threat match between Oscar, Charlotte and Rhea was impressive. I wish the commentators would give Oscar a little bit more credit. She wasn't the most experienced, uh, Charlotte wasn't the most experienced. She's not the most talented out of the three. I mean Rhea, you know, unfortunately I'm not trying to be mean, but Rhea was probably third. I would put Charlotte second and Oscar Oscar has more experience and Asuka's really talented, not taking any away from Charlotte. Charlotte is a great athlete. She is. My own personal opinion is, is I wish that they would get her away from this robotic replica of her father. She could be her own person. I actually liked, even though that she wasn't, you know, well talkative for promos in NXT, I liked how she was just Charlotte. And yes, we all know that she's Ric Flair's daughter, but we didn't get it rammed down our throat 24-7. And I don't want to be negative about it. Charlotte is great, but stop with the 13-time champion. Stop it. Quit trying to make her her father. She is so much better than being just her father's uh, clone, her father's replica. Stop that. Do something different. Have her name changed. Do something that identifies her as herself, not as Ric Flair's daughter, even though that the writers can't get that through their head because they did a segment, and I'm not going to go on to be negative about it, but it was terrible. They don't obviously reread their information. And yes, it's Vince's last call. We all know that, but it would just have been better. Um, So we go to... The tag team championships, and I have to agree with Bully Ray. I don't think Ray Mysterio and Dominic should have won the titles last night. They should have kept them on, Rude and Ziggler, in my opinion. Um, Before I get to that tag team match really anymore, uh, I would have to say there was quite the Easter egg in Charlotte's outfit, to say that she might be teaming up with Deville somehow as Deville as her manager or something, because I think that would be the best because she had a ring gear that was replicating the 101 Dalmatians, Corella Deville. I mean, Deville, Sonia Deville, yeah, yeah, Charlotte, yeah, whatever. It's just out there, I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, going back to the tag team match, I think the tag team match was great. I liked how they were building up and coming new stars on here. I just wish that they would have kept building to this. Because to me, this is a type of tag team match that could have went on um, storyline a little bit longer. And had the guys go over and just kept going, kept going, kept going. And then at SummerSlam, boom, pop. You have the Mysterios. uh, A.K.A. Batman, A.K.A. Robin winning the tag team championships out of SmackDown. Now, I don't know, maybe I'm mistaken. I hadn't watched... Uh, paid attention that well, but I was kind of wondering where the Raw Tag Team Championships uh, were. Um, I did not see them on the card. I could have been mistaken. Maybe they were on the pre-show. I thought it was just Sheamus and ended up being Ricochet. Don't know. Uh, at me on the Twitter-haw. Kodai Radio Network. Uh, WK after NET. And, or the Uncut Live Show on Twitter. And just to remind you, you are listening to... The Uncut Live Show, powered by the Kodak Radio Network, KBackRadio.com, and AE41 Entertainment. Now, the matches all around—they had their point. Their good spots, their bad spots. Um, let's go to the Miz. Oh, Miz and Damian Priest. Yes. Um, this could have been a great match between these two I watched Damian Priest in Ring of Honor I thoroughly enjoyed his matches Uh, he is a big man he plays a big man really well in professional wrestling or they're called sports entertainment The Miz, you know I know everybody hates him but that's the point he's a hateable guy he's supposed to be he's a villain he's a heel I hope he doesn't ever go back to the baby face. I really just, to me as a long-term pro wrestling fan, it really weirds me out though, that he was just like, what, two weeks, a month, two months ago, he was world champion. And then he's doing this kind of stuff. Now I get it. They had a movie promotion collab. Dave Batista, you know, former WWE superstar, uh, movie star right now. Um, I get the idea. They're doing a collab. And I understand that they have to dumb it down a little bit because it's, you know, it's a PG. It's for kids. It reminded me of a Scooby-Doo cartoon show or Scooby-Doo cartoon movie, but live action with the way things are going. They had zombies as the Lumberjacks. I really wish they could have incorporated zombies just kind of walking around or do something. I get it. there was people that enjoyed it. There's a lot of people that did not enjoy it. I we, we had our fun making fun of it a little bit on our social medias, which you can find us on TikTok. Uh, same uh, Twitter handle is the uh, same as the, the TikTok. So it's the Kodai Radio Network, but without the W-O-R-K, it's just capital W-K at the end of N-E-T. Um, it was interesting, but here's the problem. Only for me, long-term pro wrestling fan, an adult. We have our own, and one of the smartest, brightest kids, uh, and he's 21. I always call him a kid because he's younger than me. But smartest, brightest kid on TikTok that gives analysis on professional wrestling shows. Doesn't matter if it's WWE products or if it's AEW, Ring of Honor, NWA... You name it, it does not matter. Or New Japan. He will give you the most realistic, downright critiques and analyst reports off of these events. In pulp, pulp, pop, pulp, pulp, uh, orange Cassidy is on my mind. Uh Orange juice, I actually need to drink orange juice. I think I kind of have a cold now. Um, in pop culture... A big By the way, big shout-out to Donnie Pepper Cricket, the pop icon out of Omaha, Nebraska. He, uh, I recently just saw him. He's in uh, Omaha, Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, Nebraska Hall of Fame Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame um, Hall of Famer. Uh, he <laughs> knows what I'm talking about when I say this. And like what Smithception said on Twitter, you can find him at Smithception on Twitter. TikTok as well, uh, like I said, great gives great analysis on whatever pro wrestling or sports entertainment tis their own on on each product. Um, in pop culture, we know zombies as being flesh, human living eating machines because they're dead and they're hungry and they need to like you know survive to eat on our flesh. It's hard for me and other fans, and I can see their anger, and some of them are being too ridiculously angry, but they ate Miz and Morrison. Now, I get it. It's a promotional thing. But realistically, if they're going to do this, they better be off camera for at least a couple months until the movie debuts or something. Because give them time off. So then it gives people time to forget because realistically we are not that stupid to realize that you just had them on your live show getting eaten by zombies and that they were going to be live and they acted like nothing happened. Come on, people. Be passionate in the storylines, you writers. Do something smart. (laughs) But on the other side of it, I get it. It was probably fun for the kids to watch. Probably a little entertaining. Like I said, it personally reminded me of a live-action Scooby-Doo uh, cartoon. Which is probably not good to say. But, eh, you know, it happened. Uh, I've skipped around. I'm not going to say too much with WrestleMania Backlash. But I do want to talk about this match. With Roman Reigns and the Superman, Swiss Superman, Cesaro. I have to give them... Nothing but props. It was a back-and-forth match. It told told a great story, along with a lot of these other uh, matches at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, Like I said, did I ever tell you that I love coffee? I love coffee. And this stuff is really good. Uh, I just want to also take time, before we get to this last part of the show, to thank our sponsors, uh, Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com. And get informed and feel the excitement. You can get tickets and information to all of their available shows. And they are going on tour this summer. Things have been lifted. And they've been doing proper, responsible care during this COVID-19 pandemic. And it looks like it's starting to slowly go down with the vaccines that are going out. And the vaccines seem to be working. That being said, the Midwest All-Pro Wrestling is going on tour, and they have some big information with big former uh, WWE superstars and just pro wrestling superstars in general. They have some big information on them for their upcoming events. So go to MidwestAllPro.com, and remember, get tickets and feel the excitement. Uh, KbackRadio.com, KbackRadio.com and Kback in general, is a rock station That plays your rock. Their slogan is our rock. It's not any corporate commercial rock. It's our rock. It's playing rock music like you want to hear. So go give them a listen. Remember, they're on Apple Radio at KBAC Radio. Or you can go to the search bar on any type of feed or phone. Uh, In the search bar, go to kbackradio.com and listen today. I'd like to get a huge, huge shout-out to a new friend from DirtyRadio.fm. Give them a listen. Uh, Jeremy has a new show called Kick Rocks Radio, and it's a show on there that plays a lot of never heard in a while. Hip-hop, rock, all kinds of cool stuff. Go and let them give a listen. That's DirtyRadio.fm. You can go find that in the app store. It's your app rock radio station, and you will enjoy it. Um, I'm actually going to have to also thank, and this is huge for us as Kodai Radio Network and the Uncut Live Show. We partnered up with the Alberta Wrestling Academy. Yes, that's right, the Alberta Wrestling Academy. They are going to hopefully soon, and they're scheduled. And they'll have more information at albertawrestlingacademy.com about Can-Am Wrestling coming back, ladies and gentlemen. And they'll be doing shows. And hopefully, with everything that's planned that we've been talking about, you will soon be able to see Can-Am Wrestling live on our YouTube channel. And there's. But hopefully everything works out. We have a lot of talks. We've been doing a lot of uh, creative Uh, conversations and it should be pretty interesting anyway let's get back to the last part of the show for monday it is the wrestlemania main event match of roman reigns and the swiss superman cesaro this was a beat down awesome match i would have to say because cesaro you are a genius in professional wrestling Your performance was excellent. Roman's performance is excellent. And let's just give credit where credit is due. Yes, early on, he was forced down everybody's throats. He could not really, you know, speak a promo from what a lot of people's opinions were. But my goodness, the way that they're handling him as this monstrous villain heel is old school to my heart. And it's perfect. And I like it. And I think... That they should at least try to keep Cesaro in the picture, but I liked how they kept teasing this possible mind game twisting between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. But then Roman Reigns is still the Tribal Chief and your winner, which I think was the smart way to do it uh, because this you just at this point just keep going. It, please, please, I beg wwe creative your logic please go it out the door and just let roman and paul Heyman doing what they're doing cesaro needs to stay in that top picture do not keep him in the mid card his performance was excellent seth rollins comes out with whatever crayon drip that you want to like give him crap for which i thought it was pretty funny seeing him come out of crayola box with that outfit somebody photoshopped him coming out of a crayola box that was funny but the teasing at the end was perfect, and then he went after Cesaro. And Cesaro must be taking time off with ever the storyline or whatever. I liked it. I think it was great. Now, am I happy with the, the, the pay-per-view kind of being one of those, you know, oh, we just, you know, we have another pay-per-view. Well, there wasn't really that great of a build for it. I get it. Uh, I wish they would go back to their old format, but it is what it is. We're in the uh, try-to-get-as-much-content-as-possible uh, era. <laughs> if you want to put it that way. Uh, but all around, I would give that pay-per-view uh, a C, a low C. <laughs> uh, not a high C, because uh, God knows I need to drink some high C, and that high C stuff is good. But, none to say, it was a pay-per-view, and I know I just want to talk about one thing. I would really like to hear what Dave LaGreca has to say on Busted Open Radio. We probably we shouldn't even be telling our competition's name on there. We're not really competition. I mean, come on, we're we competition? Hell no. But I like to say we are just because it's fun. Um, he had some hot takes on Twitter during the thread for uh, WrestleMania Backlash, <laughs> and I can't wait to listen. So another thing is, is I got to put it out there that I can't wait to listen to. I can't wait to listen to our friends, Cole Dawson. Ron Kilborn, the creative team podcast is live. It's powered and it's on the air coming to you every Wednesday. Did they pay me for that advertisement? No. Is their friendship payment enough? Yes. Anyway, go ahead and make sure that you go give them a subscribe, a listen, a follow. Uh, You can follow them at the creative team pod on Twitter at them, tell them that I sent you, and then give them a thumbs up and listen to their great bookings and rewriting of pro wrestling history. They are the creative team, the minds that will help professional wrestling. Well, that does it for the show. I hope you liked it. I'm trying different things. I will keep doing interviews and trying to talk about Music, food, pro wrestling, independent pro wrestling. We are going to have a guest come back onto the show. Uh, We also want to tell you that I will be posting on the new up and coming uh, feed that's coming up. Uh, It's not a, it's technically a podcast feed, but it's not really a podcast feed. There's things in the works. Uh, But I'm going to post like old shows of the Uncut Live show on there to kind of go back to history because we got a lot of content and I like to reshare it because there's a lot of interesting individuals that are in the Midwest that people should know, people should hear. Uh, if you get a chance to look up any Midwest wrestling promotions, look up Magnum, look up Rugged, look up Midwest All-Pro Wrestling. Not just because Midwest All-Pro Wrestling is a, is a sponsor. Look up Magnum, like I said. Recently, uh, we the Kodai Radio Network sponsored one of their shows back in January, and Jason Strife is one of the greatest pro wrestling individuals out of the Midwest. He is the reigning, defending, undisputed Mr. Professional Wrestling Iron man, man Man man, in professional wrestling history. He went seven hours Iron Man match that he was challenged to, and he successfully fulfilled that seven-hour Iron Man match. He is a legend. He's an icon. He is the franchise of the Midwest. Jason Strife at Midwest All-Pro Wrestling on June 18th, everybody. He'll be there June 18th. He's going to try to take over Midwest All-Pro Wrestling. And I'm segwaying into that. And that's probably not the real reason to say that or how to say it. But he's going to try to take over Midwest All-Pro Wrestling. But you got to see that Hades is going to stop him. He's Midwest All-Pro Wrestling's undead superstar. Hades. Check out Highway to Hell, June 18th, at Biggs Bar in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's a Friday. Get your tickets at midwestallprowrestling.com. But anyway, I wanted to get to that. I always wanted to say that. I thought it was fun. I worked on that a little bit. Uh, Jason Strife is from Magnum Pro. Uh, They do a hell of a job. Actually, here's a little bit of side note knowledge. They had a show after NXT was playing down in Omaha and actually Magnum Pro Wrestling outsold NXT in Omaha, Nebraska. Not lying, you can go do it. It's it's on the Google. Go look at it on social media. It was impressive. They do a hell of a job down there. Uh, all those guys from Magnum Pro Wrestling are excellent. But go ahead and check them out. Check out Rugged. Check out PWP. Check out Next Level Wrestling, check out Below Zero Pro Wrestling, which is a new promotion that just came out of North Dakota. Shout out to them. They just had their first show. Um, They had a lot of great talent come in to do their first show, which was just yesterday. Uh, Hope everything went well, and uh, shout out to them. Anyway, my name is DJ Barbecue. I am the host of the Uncut Live show that you're listening to. You can go to our bio in our description, and you'll find the Linktree link to all of our social medias. And our merch link is in the bio. Shout out to Bar None. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you love the show. I hope I'm doing things right. If I'm not, please tell me in the comments. Please give me ideas that you would like me to do. I will have other people on the show, on the Uncut Live show. I will try to not ramble, but, you know, hey, it's DJ Barbecue. I ramble a little bit. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out. Peace. Is it your dream to become a professional wrestling superstar, manager, or referee? Well, you can make that dream a reality by training with Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Learn from former WWE superstar and NXT coach Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Classes are training right now, so go to MidwestAllPro.com and click on training to enroll today.